I'm fresh off the bus. Everywhere I go. <laughs> now you don't you gotta know. Keep going. Do you watch that show? If you don't know, now you know. I'm fresh off the bus. It's so good. I'm fresh off the bus. I don't know where I'm come from, but I know where I'm going. <laughs> no, that was so bad. It comes on Tuesday nights, I think. I don't know. We always DVR it. We don't watch our sitcoms live. We just watch uh, them. We we don't watch live we, sitcoms. We wait until we can fast forward through the commercials. Yes, exactly. DVR has spoiled us, and we will only watch shows when we can fast forward to them. But I'm really glad that I got you singing the Fresh Off the Boat theme song. No, you're not going to put that in there. Mm-hmm. No, it won't happen because all of this is like kind of boring Fresh now. Off the boat. <laughs> okay. Well, why don't we then start this episode? when we actually introduce the show. Go ahead then. Okay. Welcome back. You're on last name basis. <laughs> that was so terrible. I don't know. I don't usually do the intro. And we in fact we usually don't actually have a formal point where we're like, okay, we're introing now. No, we don't have a formal point, but usually I say, I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And this is last name basis. Clearly Can I, I do it? Can I do it? Well let me try. Okay, go ahead. I'm Patrick. And I'm Francesca. And this is Last Name Basis. That was... Mm, <laughs> that was marginally better. That was, an, that was at least a minus introductory material. Well, yeah, because you were just copying me. But that's how we introduce our show. I know, but when I gave you the opportunity to just go for it on your own, you flopped. I so... did. No, it's true. It's true. I deviated from the formula and we paid the price. <laughs> you were like, welcome back. <laughs> Caller number one, you're on. <laughs> We need like those cheesy sound effects, like boozooga, like, like all those cheesy things on radio shows. Um, so yes, we are back because we did not have an episode last week, and that was all your fault too. It it was actually not my fault. It was, it was. you were the one who left. You left me here. <laughs> okay, so I had a job. I don't know if you know how that works, but sometimes someone has to pay the bills around here. Uh, Patrick actually has a real job. I have a day job. So do I. An actual job so in do, an office um, with a window. Okay. Well, I get to work in my underwear, and it's wonderful. <laughs> um, so I had a job uh, at Penn State last weekend, and you know what? I just want to first shout out and say, screw Megabus. I hate you. <laughs> we just know there goes our sponsor. I don't want them as a sponsor. Peter Pan actually is. Peter, <laughs> Peter Pan bus line should be our sponsor now. I don't want any of them. I will take Amtrak. Amtrak is the bomb, but uh, Megabus sucks. They were an hour late picking me up. And then on the way back, this is why I did not. We didn't record last weekend is because my bus got canceled because there was light snow. And they just decided not to run. And then when they did run, it was still snowing. So I really don't know why it got canceled. And clearly, I'm still really pissed off about it. Can't drive in a light snow. They, but this one, but this, but like, okay, all right. If you can't drive in a light snow, then just really don't drive in a light snow because it was still light snowing at two o'clock in the afternoon when we did end up leaving. So I just. It was, it was just... Okay, enough. Enough about the bus, the bus phenomenon. It, um, was, it just really pissed me off. So why we, don't you tell us about how you started um, um, a hashtag blackout day? Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> okay, actually. Okay, so... Oh, my gosh. So I did not start hashtag blackout day. Um, it was March 6th, this past Friday. It was this awesome movement 
on Tumblr started by a guy, uh, T-Vaughn, I think is how you say his name. His Tumblr is Expect the Greatest, which is kind of a really awesome Tumblr name. He started this idea to say, listen, I want to see black people from all different walks of life sharing selfies of themselves, hashtag blackout day to just promote positivity and uplift each other up. And it's really awesome. And Patrick (laughs) rudely tried to give me credit only because I did this interview with ABC and I had no idea that they were going to frame it this way. Um, But kind of the interview makes it sound like. I came up with Blackout Day, even though like it does give him credit. It just it kind of does it in a really weird way. But anyways, um, I thought it was really awesome. And I think what was so cool about it was just how many different kinds of black people were participating, people with albinism and LGBT, people with disabilities. And it was just really positive, except for when suddenly all the white people got upset. <laughs> What were they upset about? Oh my gosh. They were so upset. They were like, why can't you include everybody? Why can't we think about everyone's beauty? Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's what white people sound like? Well, you would not take one to know one, right? (laughs) Um, (laughs) You just make sense. (laughs) Go go ahead, Doug. Please tell us what the white people had to say Uh, about Blackout Day. This is like what frustrates me so much. Whenever black people or people of color come up with something for themselves, they say, you know what? We want to do something positive about black people because there's negative representations of black people or we're not included enough. They come up with something. Suddenly all these white people are really concerned about equality when like that's why these movements were created. Someone someone put a screenshot up. If you search beautiful woman on Google Images, it's all white women. If you search hot guy, it's all white men. Hmm. You search nice hair it's all white women if you look at beauty magazines fashion magazines of fashion runways it's sure they all they all cater to a, a white majority it's and a all white audience. a white majority mm-hmm. so so then this movement said you know what we're going to do something positive and uplift ourselves and it had, has nothing to do with excluding white people it's just about something positive for us mm-hmm. and like on that abc article there were people in the comments that were like francesca ramsey is a racist she... <laughs> but but to be honest i mean i can attest that you are a racist <laughs> I, I know having I, nothing to do with blackout day you just happen to also be a racist i i feel maybe like, they know that i just i just don't understand how someone could think a hashtag a hashtag meant to celebrate black beauty and i guess this is the thing someone posted this and i thought it was so true is that Black pride does not mean anti-white. Like, loving being black does not mean that you hate white people. I think the other reason being is, like, for example, I saw one of these comments that was like, black pride everyone loves, but if I said white pride, people would think it's racist. And it's well, like, again, because it's not it's, it's not symmetrical. And it's so, not. And so when they approach it, they're looking for the symmetry or they want to see the symmetry or, you know, for whatever reason, sometimes it's 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 because they harbor ill will and they know that they can abuse that concept. So that I think they can... a lot of them are just so <laughs> clueless. But I think and a lot of them are just so clueless. Yeah, absolutely. But the thing that I saw that was brought up that I thought was really smart and important was that the fact the reason I think some of them don't understand this is because white pride is racist. Like white people have never needed a reason to be prideful of being white. They've always like historically it's been a good thing to be white and to be any other color skin has been a bad thing. Well, the notion of saying that saying, you know, I have pride for something specific and then and and focusing on that and then projecting that 
um, and making that public, like, you know, talking about black pride or Latino pride or gay pride or whatever it is, is is because it needs to be brought up. There's no need to lift to raise whiteness higher than it is. It's already an oppressive. Exactly. Top. That's the point. So it's. It, it, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that's the point. It's like black pride is like I am prideful despite the fact that you have always told me that being black is wrong. I, someone has gay pride because you have always said that being gay is a bad thing. It's not pride meaning everybody else is worse. It's pride meaning despite the fact that you've always told me I don't deserve to have pride. And, and it just it blows my mind. It, it just shows how confused these people are about r- what racism is, because they will literally cry a river of white tears over a freaking hashtag. Like, that's what they have to be upset about is a hashtag. They're like, you're segregating yourself. It's like no one's being segregated. Like, what? It's interesting. And it's definitely person to person. Uh, the internet has that strange effect of of sort of giving you this average uh, uh, feeling. Well, I think also you the know internet what I mean? is. But, it... there, but there are all these people who, and I see I see miscommunications happen constantly. I just sit back and watch because I see this happen all the time, where two people will be saying the same thing or really trying to say the same thing. At least from what I can tell, from or the trying to understand each other, or trying happens. to understand each other. But really, they're just pushing each other further away and creating this sort of. This sort of diametrically opposed stance. Mm-hmm. I see this all the time, and and I see it, I see it especially with and and what I'm thinking of right now are scenarios where two white people will go at it from these sort of opposing viewpoints, and neither one is really. Is you mean re- like white people talking about race? Pretty stuff? much, yeah. So here's here. Can I give you this scenario sure, that sure. I see all the time? So white person number one will respond to something like a concept like whiteness. So they'll say, oh, someone says something negative about whiteness, and and. And, you know, white person number one comes in and says, well, isn't it racist to say that whiteness is such and such to make a generalization about what whiteness is? Wait, can I just throw in what whiteness is for anyone that doesn't know? Oh, absolutely. Whiteness is the idea that white is the the standard, that anything that's not white is bad. So whiteness does not mean every single person that's white. It means the concept that anything that's not white is bad and Whiteness is just I I really wish I could remember who came up with that term. But like you said, when people hear that word because they don't know what it means, Mm -hmm. they think it means all white people. They think it means white people. And and the term whiteness doesn't mean white people. In fact, in fact, part of the concept of whiteness is that other groups can buy into whiteness in order to distance themselves from the lower class or the the oppressed group. Yeah, It's respectability, um, respectability politics. So you can act quote, in a whiteness manner in order to be better than the group you're part of. Right. But of course, people who approach this concept on the Internet, a lot of times innocently, uh, will say something like, well, isn't that racist? So then enter white person number two. White person number two starts belittling white person number one. And sometimes white person number one is is very aggressive or, or less aggressive. It doesn't really matter. But white person number two will come in and they'll use this as an opportunity to then to then belittle white person number one for not being as progressive as they are. And I, I see this all the time. And I've even seen scenarios where white person number one will then say, no, seriously, I'm really trying to understand. Could you just help me out? You, you clearly are telling me I'm doing something wrong. I've seen it, you know, in so many words. You're clearly telling me I'm doing something wrong. So why don't you tell me what I'm doing wrong? And so then the first, and then the other person's like, oh, white people. Yeah. And white, <laughs> white person number two has like big eye rolls and things. And, and here's the killer is is that I get the impression 
that both of these people are doing the same thing. The white person, number one, who's saying, well, that's racist, so I'm not buying that. And white person, number two, who's attacking white person, number one, and saying, no, you're racist for not understanding this concept. I think they're doing the same thing. I think both of them are making strong efforts to separate themselves from this notion of whiteness. Because no one wants to be called racist. Like, that's like the worst thing in the world. It is absolutely the worst thing that you could say to a white person, or imply even, is that they're part of the problem. The interesting thing is that, is that especially on, on you know platforms like Twitter, for instance, or something like that, you see that the entire time, some sort of black authority figure is tagged in all of these conversations. Oh, it's, they're always looking, you know what they call that? Looking for cookies. Exactly. It's like they're not, and that really bothers me because I think that in those instances, it's like they're not doing it because it's the right thing to do. They're doing it because they want like points. They, that's, and they that's want exactly someone the point. to see like, hey, and I get this all the time where I'll get a message from somebody and they'll be like, my uncle is so racist. Here's what he said to me. And I'm like, why are you telling me this? Like, I don't. Like, what did you do about it? Like, go handle it. Don't freaking come tell me about it. He's your it. uncle. Like, you, you talk to him. You take care of it. Like, right. I have nothing to do with this. And it's literally like they're just looking for brownie points. And I think that's and that's interesting because that's exactly what leads me to the conclusion that the people, the white people specifically, I mean, this has nothing to do with people of color who have similar responses because that's a very different scenario. But, but when white people do that, I get the impression that they're really, like you said, looking for cookies. What they're trying to do is separate themselves from these... From from the sense that they're part of the problem or they get these privileges that are causing problems for yeah. other groups. It's like, girl, you're still white. You're still white. <laughs> you still have the same set of privileges. Your eye roll and your railing against white person number one for not understanding what you claim to understand hasn't helped a single person. Definitely hasn't helped people of color because, and this is and this is the most important part for me when I see this happen. When you are a, say you're a progressive white person, you understand this notion of whiteness. Um, you believe that, you know, and you, you understand your, everything. And you that, understand your privilege. You understand your privilege. You want to, you want to make sure that everyone is treated equally and you want to do your part when you see another white person who doesn't understand even if they're angry or upset you're in a unique position to be patient because you do have the same privileges they have and they will listen to you and they're more likely to listen to you because you look like them maybe you talk more like them maybe you're part of the family so <clears throat> excuse me so you're in a unique position to use that to actually break ground with them and because when they go on their racist rant if that's how that ends you're not actually necessarily subject to the direct harm and insult of that. It doesn't yeah. bring up the problems that you face day to day. You have so, no consequences. So, yes. Yeah, so you have some insulation. You have some armor against that. And 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 I think that that makes you put you in a unique position to actually get somewhere with them. Now, the contrary to like the opposite of that is when you rail against white person number one for not knowing or for being outwardly you know, inappropriate. Yeah. When you rail against them, what you do is you galvanize their position as opponents to your position. You've made an enemy now. So not only have you have you have you not helped the situation, you made it worse. But you've actually served the the opposite purpose that you claim that you're while you're you know while you're flagging black authority figure the entire time and getting your cookies. You're actually making the problem worse. Yeah. So I think that's the for me that's the most important part when I see when I see those scenarios and it kills me. The thing is too is that I think that that's analogous in so many other 
in other places. I see that happen with like straight people who want to be allies to gay people who are more quick to try and get cookies from the group that they want to help rather than like collect their own. And I think it's really important. You can to... make your own cookies. <laughs> you can literally, you can bake your own cookies, figuratively speaking, <laughs> by going out and doing the right thing to help the people that you say you exactly. want to help. Exactly. That, that should be a new phrase. When bake I, your own cookies. Whenever, whenever somebody wants to ask for credit for being a good white person or a good straight person or a good cis person, we need to tell that person, you know what? Bake your own cookies. Take care <laughs> I like of the, it. Take care I of the like people. It. Seriously, I want everybody listening to make this a phrase because I think it's genius. It should be your job to collect people in your community and let them know what's up. Because at the end of the day, every black person does not want to teach somebody. Like it is draining. I have and, and I'm in a unique position because I like to talk about this stuff. I like mm -hmm. to make videos. I like to write articles. I like to answer people's questions. And even so, you've acknowledged that you have your limits because some, that's just the torrent that you that you get when you put yourself out publicly. Exactly. And some days it's just like, you know what? Google. Go and if you don't understand what a word means or you don't know why blackface is 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 a bad thing, you can go on this beautiful, magical place called the Internet and look up the answer to your question. It's so funny that you just said that because because one of the interactions that I was thinking of when I was talking about the white people interacting mm -hmm. was literally con white person number two was being condescending by saying, Google is your buddy on this. <laughs> go take care of it. Go figure it out. And and that was that was really interesting because um, because what they were talking about was whiteness and and. And white person number one really didn't understand the concept. Of and it was whiteness. like, just explain it to them. Just, just explain it to them or like send them a link or something. It just you're not you're not making the situation any better. And, I, and like I said, I, I really want to make sure to drive the point home that for me as a black person, when I have conversations with other black people that maybe aren't as knowledgeable about certain things, I think it's important to remember that we all started in a place where we didn't know and somebody had to check us and we had to learn. And I mm -hmm. think that that's what's so frustrating. Everyone is, across the board and, and more especially white people, of course. It's just the fact of the matter is that no one is born knowing everything. Especially not when there's well-defined concepts that have been tossed around and worked very carefully created and crafted over many, many conversations there's no reason when you approach it and you are completely ignorant. Yeah, they have the no concept. idea that's actually a concept. Yeah. They think it's so, just a put down. Yeah, they think it's just whiteness, meaning white people. And, and to be fair, if you had no knowledge or exposure to that and you approached it or heard it for the first time, how could you possibly know? And, and this person, white person number two saying Google's your pal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Was, you know. It was interesting, too, because it was like, how would that person think? Well, this is clearly a well-defined concept. Well, it's also, academic in nature. The thing is, too, is like these these conversations are hard to begin with. But when you have them on the Internet, it just completely blows things up. You know, you're in on Twitter and, and you've only got 140 characters and multiple people are sending you tweets and memes and gifts are happening and hashtags. It's it can be really overwhelming and it takes a lot of practice and and nuance and it, not everyone is equipped to do it but i do think that sometimes especially when it comes to people of our own community and again i think that's really important 
white people, it is not black people's job to teach you shit. Right. And if you ask, if you say, hey, can you teach me something? And that person says, Google it. I don't want to talk to you about this. Like, you need to respect it because that person is burnt out and they don't want to spend every waking moment being like, hey, can you not be racist? Can you like, please treat me like a human being? I agree. You know? like, I agree. Which is why I was saying that, that what we were talking about it earlier. Complete, yeah, it doesn't apply. It only applies. But I also, people. but you know, like I said, when it's someone in your own community, sometimes I think you have to suck it up and bite the bullet for the greater good and and clock that person and let them know if they are genuinely saying that they want to understand and they and they are really asking you for help there's no reason not to help them it's just going to be a a better thing for everyone involved um but i also just like i said having these conversations on the internet is just it's just setting yourself up for failure And, and honestly even when it's not hard conversations the internet is just a terrible place when it comes to like communicating, right? It's just, that's why we always have examples of people screwing up on Twitter and Facebook. Every single week we have examples. Well, those are, I don't know, those are a little... Well, what I'm tell- saying is, is that there are nuances in real life that don't translate online. Whether you're having these serious conversations or you're joking around with somebody, the internet complicates things and i think that that's why people put their foot in their mouth so much because if it was offline it wouldn't have the same repercussions or um people wouldn't interpret it as as poorly um oh there are so many ways that a communication can go wrong in text and then publicized for anyone to see because because there's 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 so many ways first you can misread the actual text happens all the time right so that you get one meaning from it and that meaning upsets you. You respond in your upset way. That person now responds to your upset because now you're being aggressive towards them. You, the proverbial you, not you specifically. But There um, needs to be a sarcasm font for that very reason. Because mm. I have had so many times, you know how like we have bold or we have italic. There mm. needs to be a special way. No, I'm not I'm not this far into the internet. Okay? So I'll, <laughs> I, I will take your word for it. But, and I see this stuff happen, but don't get me wrong. I do not, I, I do not participate. I think it would be so great because I say sarcastic things on Twitter all the time. And like, if you don't know me or know anything about my personality, then you could completely take that the wrong way. I mean, outside of saying hashtag sarcasm, which I think is really obnoxious, um, I think a font would be ideal. I think that would be so smart. Mm -hmm. And I think that if somebody out there could go ahead and make a sarcasm font, you will make all of the money. And then I will come and collect my royalties because I had the idea. But actually, I didn't have the idea. I didn't have the idea first. Okay. I heard it from. I think I heard it from someone else. Oh really? I'm pretty Is sure. Is that you covering your ass so that, yes. so that we don't post this episode, and then somebody comes at you and says, "You did the, you Whatever. Took this for me." This is the thing. Whatever the sarcasm font doesn't exist. So come after me if you want. But like, no one has made the sarcasm font. I'm just adding on and saying I think it would be a really good idea and I would support sarcasm font and I would love to see it happen. Okay, well now that we have the the ground rules laid (laughs) for the internet. Do you want to hear something stupid that happened on the internet recently? Of course. Um, There's never a shortage. Did you know that a lot of sheriff's, sheriff's offices have Facebook accounts? I think this is the weirdest thing. I didn't. I didn't. Okay, so... There was a local sheriff's office. Uh, the I can't talk. Um, so they posted a mugshot of this guy that they were looking for. I don't know what he was sus- like suspected of, but they mm-hmm. posted it and said like, "Hey, we need to find this guy. If you have any inf- inf- information about him, whatever." 
The guy posts in response to his photo. He posts, I ain't tripping. Half of them don't even know me. <laughs> he responded to the to the police's call for him he, to turn himself yeah, in. Or he for, was like, you don't know me. Like, I'm like, what? That's so funny. You, you don't know me. You don't he, know that I committed this crime. You don't know anything about me. Okay. And then the sheriff's office responded, hey, Andrew, if you could stop by the office, that would be really great. <laughs> Like so casually, right? Okay, so then the next step, the sheriff has his own Twitter. The sheriff tweeted out a photo of a jail cell and he said, Hey, Andrew, we've got your room ready. Oh, man. I mean, he's literally just like taunting. He is just the guy him. That's fantastic. at this point. So, you know, I did not expect the story to turn this way. The guy ended up turning himself in, mm-hmm. and uh, the sheriff tweeted a picture of his mugshot photo. He's crying in his mugshot, and he captioned it, is it raining outside, or is he tearing up? Tough guys are sometimes sensitive. Oh, man. I don't know what to make of that. A, <sighs> it's a little... It it goes too far because now you're no longer in the act of trying to trying to catch somebody Like, are you a comedian? A like, what the hell? Well, it's not necessary to do. You shouldn't really, as an authority figure, as a sheriff, you shouldn't be putting that stuff out there. And I, I am assuming he just got really into the exchange online with this guy yeah, and this just is... kind of really was enjoying it and wanted to get the last word for the public. But, like, why uh, do you need the last word, bro? Turn, this is what I don't know. He turned himself in. Yeah, like, that's especially on that. It's not like they caught him and they right. and they were, you know, telling the public, oh, we got him, even though he was running from us. He turned himself in and he was crying. But, but that's the other crazy thing about this is that the sheriff... Uh, his tweet isn't, it's partially aggressive, but then after that, he kind of says, even tough guys like this man, this criminal, <laughs> have a heart. Or sometimes, or, really humanize the guy. Do you, you don't remember what he what he was um, suspected no, of? No, it didn't say. Um, I, I really don't know what this guy was suspected of. It was something bad enough that they were posting it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And, I, and like I said, something about this makes me really uncomfortable because... You know, I I like to think, you know, innocent until proven guilty, whatever. But what if you post somebody's picture on Facebook and they really didn't do it? And like all these people are commenting on this person. Well, that's uh, that's very fact sensitive. So the, the public opinion that you create about a person when you when you look for a suspect um, does it like taint the jury pool or something? No, no, no. That's that's there are ethical considerations once you actually are arrested and are accused of a crime. The police have something a little different, and they have to. I, I don't know if they have rules or if they're they written policies within a given police department, because um, I'm not aware of anything that, the, that governs the, their actions. I do know this though, that they need some fair amount of latitude to actually work with the public in order to get the people that they suspect of the crimes. I mean, they yeah. need the opportunity to, I to communicate with the public. I understand that. But the Facebook page, especially when they're posting things like, hey, we got a jail sale ready for you. Like, it's just uh, casual in a level that makes me uncomfortable. From a from an outsider standpoint, I would agree with you. It seems unnecessary. It seems unnecessarily taunting. Um, and if the community that he's in gets that impression about him, it could be devastating to him beyond what's necessary. And I don't think there should be any more than what's necessary. Now, that that being said, you don't know that they I mean, and, and I'm not you know, I'm not backing this guy up. Yeah, We don't know anything about this guy. But police take they make decisions at different points. They say we're not going to tell we have suspects in mind. We're not going to tell you. And then they say we do have a suspect that we believe is we believe strongly enough 
is the person who committed this you know, heinous crime. And then they're like, nanny, nanny, boo, boo, we're looking for you. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're like, we're, we're such professionals and that then we're going like, to about you. And then they use whatever, whatever medium they have to get it out publicly in order to bring the person in. So it could have been a judgment call on the part of the cop. It doesn't, it was sheriff, it doesn't really seem like that was necessary, the whole no, taunting him none with of the, it. we got your room ready for you. Um, and then making fun of his mug. But to be shot. fair, he's responding to a criminal who said, "Who said, oh, you don't <laughs> you, know me. You don't know me. It's like, it's, yes, we do know you. And that's so, how we have your name and your mugshot. And we're looking the for suspect, you. The suspect kind of kind of taunted the sheriff first. But the then sheriff have, taunted back. Once the, once the suspect was in custody, I think that's where it should have been. They, they should have drawn the line. But then you have situations where these Facebook pages are making suspected criminals famous. Do you remember the prison bay? No, no, I don't know anything about oh, that. Oh my god. Okay, like let me just let me catch my breath. Um <laughs> this is gonna be a long one. <laughs> no, I'm just whatever. At, the people who are listening, they know what I'm talking about. They posted this guy's photo who was suspected of like, I don't even know, like he had a bunch of guns or something. It was something like like very serious. It was not a petty crime. Mm-hmm. And they posted oh, Jeremy Meeks was his name. They posted his picture on Facebook. And he was so hot. He was like really, really good looking. And he became like this giant meme. And then suddenly he was getting offers for like modeling contracts. Oh my they God. were photoshopping his face into like Giorgio Armani ads mm-hmm. and like making him this big celebrity. It didn't help him because he, Homeboy is still in jail. Like he he did end up getting um, arrested and sentenced convicted. and convicted. Mm-hmm. But it made him a celebrity. And when he gets out of jail, I guarantee you that he is going to get a job. And he's got a book deal. He's got a modeling contract. Yeah. And fame in our in our present society works a lot like that. It doesn't really matter how people know your name. If they know your name, then then you have so many. Granted, he was cute. Like I thought I mean, he was not like he was not the thirst trap that people were making him out to be. Are you seriously? Are you seriously saying this right now? You're really pissed that I just said thirst trap. No, not the not the thirst trap. That you're talking about how cute the guy was. He was. All I'm saying is, is I understood why people had something to say about him because he was good looking. Oh my god, Patrick is giving me the death eye. I don't know why you would say that. Why would you talk about how? Because because it's irrelevant. I, it's not irrelevant. That's why he became famous is because everyone was talking about how cute he was. And what I'm saying is I understand why people were saying that. I don't think that it's right that it was his posted on Facebook and like, be, you know, everyone was glossing over what he did and, you know, was like thirsting after him. But when I saw the picture, I was like, mm, OK, like he's cute. You're weird. Why am I weird? I don't know. It's just it's just weird. It happens with female prisoners all the time. They make them into memes and they're like, What did she get arrested for? Stealing my heart. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I mean that's probably like one of the like dumbest <laughs> memes. But I saw memes about cute girls that had been arrested for DUIs and stuff like that all the time. I guess what I'm saying is is that like I understand why these memes and things happen. I'm mm. not sure that I think it's a good idea to turn suspected criminals into celebrities by posting them on Facebook. If they're put in the police blotter, you know, in the in your local paper, that's one thing. You got to really go out of your way to like scan that, like put it on the internet if you really wanted to. Well, I don't think anyone's actually making them. Nobody has time for them. They are making them famous by posting no. them on Facebook. That's one of the biggest it's the largest social really? network in the world. What is? So, 
Facebook. Oh, Facebook. Okay. So like as oh, soon I as you were talking about like prison Facebooks. He's <laughs> <laughs> the largest social network. No. Or I'm... prison period. No, maybe. <laughs> um at this rate. I'm just saying that Facebook is the largest social network in the world. So if you post something on Facebook, it has the potential to reach tons of people which well, I, isn't that why they they post that stuff on facebook so that they can reach tons of people and, yeah, I, and yeah, then I guess, everybody on facebook knows the face of this criminal a suspected criminal yeah i guess so i mean you're right and, and then you can't control what the public does with it you know the internet's fucking crazy yeah do no, all you're sorts right of weird you're stuff. right you're right i guess it just i it, mean they just we just came off the what color is the dress and like oh, check out this llama oh my gosh the dress thing did you see that salvation army took the so they do actually have a white and gold version of the dress. They put mm. the white and the gold version of the dress on this girl that had like brute, like a black eye and like bruises and stuff. And the, the caption was, why can't you see black and blue? And it was like about domestic violence. Mm. But they like used the dress. Ah, they're I know. so desperate. You know, like, it was, I didn't like that. The dress thing happened. Anytime something really blows up. Everybody wants to associate themselves with it. New York Times, I don't know if it was New York Times, but reputable news organizations. Everyone was talking about had it. Had stories that were saying, you know, here's here's why here's why you're seeing this particular color because now we have a reason to talk about what this color particular sciencey thing. I saw, I think I saw white and gold. I know, in the and I and I saw black and blue. And I mean, it was weird. It looked cooler as a white and gold dress. To be honest with you, the dress was ugly. Like, let's be real, the dress is not cute, no matter what color it is. And the company actually that makes the dress has had an influx of sales. Everybody wants to buy this ugly thing. Meanwhile, the dress is being made in a sweatshop. So that was uh, an expose. It was like the thing you didn't exactly. know about the you didn't know the color. Exactly. Now you don't know where it's made. And then <laughs> and then all the stories that follow it that are that are like what what the meme of the dress says about us as a culture. It just gets more meta and more meta. Yeah. It's just now we're talking about a meme. We're talking about why a meme is a meme. We're talking about why we're talking about memes being memes. It just gets. It's just. Everybody it's is like, so desperate. Me, 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 me. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. I just, I'm not laughing at that. Whatever. I'm not going to encourage you. I tried, in the, and that, I think, is what's important. <laughs> you don't get points for trying. I, you get points for succeeding. Can you please make me some cookies? <laughs> <laughs> make your own cookies. Um, did you hear about KFC making an edible coffee cup? No. No, I don't want that. Are you kidding me? I, I don't want that any more than I wanted okay. to double down. Let me just let me clarify here first. I don't want a cup from KFC that I can eat, mm -hmm. but I think the idea of an edible coffee cup from like a really good coffee place would be awesome. What do you have in mind when you think Le of an okay, edible coffee let, cup? Let me, because that, there's a whole spectrum from like from like toasted croissant coffee cup. So let me tell you about the coffee cup. So it could just I'll explain it to you. Do you want to know what? It, do you want to no, know? No, I want to. I want to. I want to. You want to hypothesize? Yeah. Okay, go ahead and hypothesize. Because it then could. I'll tell it you. could be something that's just not poisonous. You know, what I mean, it could be like a regular paper cup that you manage. You can chew through. That's not and what it is. Isn't going to hurt you. That's not what this is. Okay. Right. Okay. It is a thin wafer coated in sugar paper and lined with slow melting white chocolate. How long does it take? How long will it hold some coffee? I, listen, I don't know these details. The mm. chocolate infuses with the coffee while you're drinking it. Okay. And then the wafer softens like a like a soft biscotti type of thing. 
And then, and then you, after you drink the coffee, you eat it. Now tell me that doesn't sound so good. That sounds amazing. Right? Like, okay. I would, I would take two of those. But why would you want that in, in fried chicken? Yeah, I don't know. So the fact that I think KFC is just trying to like rebrand and, sure. and, and reach out to coffee drinkers. But if they nail this, a Starbucks version, you know it's going to cost like $30. <laughs> you know it's going to cost $30 and it's going to be amazing. Or like a Dunkin' Donuts version. Mm-hmm. I think that that would taste so good. That'll cost like $7. I know, and then it'll give you, <laughs> and it'll give you the shits for a week. Um, but it'll taste so good. I feel like this is the new, this is like the new bread bowl. I feel like every bread bowl. This is the new bre- I bread mean, bowls did blow up at one time. There was a moment where bread bowls became this fashion food. It's genius. I mean, a bowl that you can eat after you eat the soup inside it. Like, I think, come on, we need mm. more. We need more products. We need more edible that containers can, that you can eat after you're done eating. And you've got you've got edible panties. Yeah, and I I mean personally, you've got ring pops. <laughs> jewelry that you can eat. This is true. You do. You've got the uh, the little sugar things that are on those the, little the necklaces. Mm-hmm. Those, but those are ugly. Like they're not cute. And either are ring pops. If they have, and if it cu- rains, forget about. Yeah, it. you're screwed. Um, the other thing is too is that these are good for the environment. They're green. That's key. That's key. But you know what? Most coffee cups, uh, they're clearly better than most coffee cups. But you know, a paper coffee cup isn't bad. It's the ice coffee cups that are that are killer because they're I mean, all plastic. Here's the here's thing. One right here. Even if, <laughs> I'm even, literally drinking one. Even even though paper coffee cups technically are recyclable, a lot of people aren't recycling them. People are just throwing them away. Like well, the when, more important part is that when they end up in a landfill, that they can break down. They can decompose, and I think I think most of them now have been made in a way that that they can successfully decompose in but, a reasonable amount of time. It's still bad. I mean, it's still garbage. Yeah, but I mean, the, I'm just trying to think of the positives in addition to like the tasty, chocolatey wafer goodness. <laughs> it's good for the planet, and I can get behind that. Okay. Whatever. Don't be a hating ass hater. You know what? You know what? Mark my words. I'm so glad that we're going to have a record of this because uh-huh. I guarantee you right now they're testing the the KFC edible coffee cups. Uh-huh. We would love you as a sponsor. P.S. They're testing them in Britain. Right? <laughs> oh, we've said something positive about something. I listen. I like this idea. I think it's really smart. They're testing it in Britain right now. I bet you that when they come out with these fuckers. You are going to be all over them. I don't go to KFC, though, so I, they're going to have to come to me. What this is what I'm saying is once KFC figures this out, other places are going to get on board. It's the same thing with the Cronut. The Cronut was coming out, and everybody was waiting on the block There's for already hours, controversy about this, though. And now we've got a Cronut at Dunkin' Donuts. This is what I'm saying is that other they're going to be knockoffs, and there's, I want the knockoff. But there's already controversy. Allegedly, KFC is raising these in test tubes. <laughs> what? Right. Where You're just making that. <laughs> remember, when they, remember, remember when that rumor went around? KFC was That chicken, the chickens weren't real? Wasn't actually chicken, and that's why they changed the name from Kentucky Fried Chicken to KFC, because they couldn't call it chicken because they were being raised in test tubes. They weren't actually living chickens. They were just quivering masses of flesh. Oh my being god, that is just like the grossest in petri image. dishes without that... heads or or you know nervous systems and things like that. Yeah, I interesting. I vaguely remember that. Mm-hmm. I also remember. I kind of thought I saw a clip of like a chicken that didn't have a head. That was just like walking around. It was like a genetically engineered headless. Chicken. No, there was there was a chicken. Is that, that real? No, there was a chicken that lost its head at some point, and like a chicken with its head cut off. Yes, and it lived for something like two weeks. Uh, how? 
they were feeding it like pieces of corn through its <laughs> neck. What? <laughs> yes. So that was several years ago. And and don't quote me on that, guys, because you have access to the internet while you're listening that to this. That is and I don't, really that's how I remember disturbing. It. Yeah. I, I I kind of I mean I vaguely remember that, but I kind of thought it was just like an urban legend. How disturbing is that? Who would do that to a poor chicken? I Let know. it walk around and feed it and keep it alive without its head. That's cruel. Yeah, that is really cruel. I think that they why you gonna be so cruel? Um, sorry. <laughs> I just Musical thought, interlude. <laughs> yeah, it's like for the it. it's for the chicken. That goes out to headless chicken B eighty two. I'm just, I'm sure he had like some weird code name. He had a screen name. <laughs> no, he, oh, didn't yeah. have a, he didn't even have a head. <laughs> he was he was on Insta Messenger. Um, but he ran a he ran a Facebook account for two weeks. Yeah, he he catfished me, um, and I I was in love with him. <laughs> I bet you were. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I was getting ready to do one of those really clunky transitions where I went, speaking of, and then I stopped myself. So, so now you have no transition. <laughs> no, I've done it. Now, now we have zero transition. No, no, no. I'm just not going to, I'm not going to bring up what I was getting ready to say. What I'm saying is, is that I almost did one of those terrible transitions and I decided not to. Mm-hmm. If you noticed, instead of doing speaking of i've just gone straight into like have you heard about this like i'm really mm-hmm. i'm really trying to you know be professional yeah oh speaking of, of, of mm-hmm. not having you a good ju- transition you just did it and then you just tried to talk shit about me doing it you you missed the joke oh you were too okay, you're too sorry. eager to call me out on it <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry go back go back i'll make you some cookies oh my god okay just do i'm really sorry okay you got like really like not a really serious. Uh, well, now I don't know how to get there. Just now I'm just lost. Start. My transition is just gone. Start. Because my transition was speaking of not having a transition, mm-hmm. I don't have a transition. But cotton top tamarins, which are little monkeys, really like Metallica. A what? study shows. A stu- Why was someone studying what kind of music they that were trying to figure? Out. They were trying to, to see. If, they were trying to see if various types of monkeys apparently responded to music, and they responded to music that was. Uh, I don't. I don't know if music in quotations that were basically uh, yeah, their well, own monkey are, calls. Yeah, we are talking and... about Metallica, so put it in those quotes. What Metallica makes legitimate music. Uh, I mean, yeah, if that's what you're into, if you're a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're a cotton top tamarind, here's a here's a picture of a cotton top tamarind. See. Too. He looks like he would listen oh to Metallica. Oh my god! Listen, this little monkey has like a white. He kind of looks like he like Einstein. He's got this white fluffy. Hair, he's so cute, and so the they, Einstein of the monkey world. Yeah, so really they, likes Metallica. They they didn't respond to any other type of human music, and they they tried classical and they tried some other types, and they responded instead to "Of Wolf and Man" by Metallica. I don't know that song. I could I could I know it by heart. Can oh, you, speaking of last time, I think you you took something from me. I'd like it back now. What are you talking about? My white card. Oh, yeah, I think I learned it. <laughs> <laughs> you realize I think that I've earned it back with this realize, segment about Metallica monkeys. You realize that you <clears throat> share a white card with monkeys. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Okay, well, if that's something that you're proud of. We have of. a lot in common. Oh, but the, <laughs> but the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, is that is that they they were actually calmed by it. Oh. So they, they had a soothing effect on these monkeys. They were just comfortable and... And they were just relaxed. They enjoyed it, apparently. You know what that makes me think of? Okay, not to go back to the dress, but mm. the way... No, 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 listen. I feel like I have a good point here. 
Mm-hmm. The way that you saw the dress and I saw the dress differently, do you think it's possible that that happens with music too? I mean, it kind of does. Like, you like Metallica and I'm kind of like, ooh. And then those monkeys hear Metallica and it soothes them, like, and it makes them, like, want to take a nap. So maybe, like, classical music, they're like, oh, turn this off. Like, it's like, it, that's <laughs> doesn't like, sound at all like Metallica. That's like headbanging <laughs> music for them. Whereas, like, Metallica sounds like something, like, really relaxing. Okay. I have, I have, a, I have, I have a few problems with what you just said. A, it's all wrong. <laughs> B, it assumes the premise of that question is that nobody likes headbanging like heavy metal I'm music. Not, no, no, no. I'm not saying yeah, that. Yeah, you're like, oh, no, they no, don't no, no. like classical I'm music not, no, I'm because not it's saying... their version of heavy metal. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that like the same way that we could both look at a dress and see different colors and neither color was bad. Like It wasn't bad to see it as black and blue. It wasn't bad to see it as gold and white. Mm-hmm. We just interpreted it differently. Could it be that when a monkey hears Metallica mm-hmm. or when a cotton whatever cotton kind of, top, a cotton top monkey hears Metallica, <laughs> the reason that it's because this is the thing, regardless of what you think of Metallica's music, it is like heavy metal and it's, it's like soothing. and it's and it's like it's like you <laughs> can't know, argue with that. Uh, no, it's like it's like fast and like upbeat and like right. and like it's heavy metal. It's heavy metal. It helped define the genre. But to this monkey, it's soothing and relaxes them. So could it be that the monkey hears those sounds differently, and mm-hmm. then when they hear something that to us is soothing, mm-hmm. because like even if you like Metallica, it's not something that you want to listen to to go to sleep. Like, okay, let just... me just I'm gonna stop you right there because. No. Are you so offended? No, no, no. I'm not offended. <laughs> I think I think that's completely. Um, I don't think sounds at least w- the music that you're attracted to and respond to uh, has is like sight where you can doesn't change quality where your eye the mechanism of your eye is actually perceiving something slightly different because with sight you can think about it. It's like you might see all hot colors as what I see is cold color, theoretically. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, science probably says this is or isn't true, and somebody knows because they know the mechanisms of the something eyes. Something about I like don't... how your eye is shaped or something. That's how they explained the blue dress, white, gold dress. Thing. Well, that was very scientific. Thank you for that. <laughs> something about an eye shape. <laughs> Problem solved, guys. We could all put this to If your to bed. eyes are really small, it's blue. If your <laughs> eyes are really big, it's white. No, um, no, I think, I think, Theoretically, you could you could see something that's yellow, and I could see something that's yellow, and mm-hmm. we're li- we're actually seeing two different colors. You right. see what I'm saying? Right, right. But as long as it's consistent for you, we will never disagree that something is yellow. Oh, right. It's like you your perception of yellow is different right. than my perception. So your of perception yellow. of yellow, theoretically, I, again, I don't know the science whether or not it, it shows that this is true or possible. And but... it was all yellow. Sorry. Exactly. Thank <laughs> you for another musical interlude. You're really, you're I really loved, into singing today. I love doing that. Yeah. Every time I hear these things, it like reminds me of different songs. Mm-hmm. So I got to sh- shout it all out. <laughs> these are the things that I think about. Come on. Patrick is like, I'm just going to ignore. I'm just gonna ride it out. This is this is this is my life for anyone Um, out there. Oh, so the so the monkeys said that they were um you know they really like Metallica's earlier stuff, but they really (laughs) sold out right around the black album and everything after. And then they were pissed at them for like the whole Napster thing. They'd probably just never recovered from that. Anyway. Just completely ruined how they felt about mm-hmm. that. Oh, science has been doing a lot of a lot of other really important stuff uh, in the in the recent weeks here. Like they, what? They finally explained why. It, it, you know what? I'm going to get my own segment because you have your segment <laughs> about people putting their foot this in their mouths. This is Patrick Science Corner. My segment is not about science. It's about it's about 
It's about science proving shit that we already knew to be true because it's common sense. Like and we what? didn't need science to prove it. Like what? Like science finally explains why coffee spills more easily than beer. Because beer is foamy. Yeah, I was literally getting ready to say that that's... But why? Oh, what a waste of money. <laughs> why? 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 Who decided to invest right. money in figuring out how... Why coffee spills more? You know what? what? Somebody there's probably some actual practical application that us that us dimwits outside of the science world don't really understand. But um, also too, especially in like social settings, this isn't a social issue. But when you prove something about uh, social consequences or reactions, people can uh, you at least have something you can point to and say, well, you can't argue with that, right? You know what I mean? Because for some reason, I don't think anyone's going to argue that beer spills faster than coffee. No, coffee spills more easily. I than mean, beer. exactly. Perfect. See, you needed this. <laughs> I did need this. I was like, send me that study, please. I need to. You're just like, is it in an edible cup? That's my only question. Can I eat the cup that it's in? I'll take two. Um, that one won a prize, actually. It did. Yeah, there's these there's these silly uh, science prizes. They're called ignoble prizes. Ignoble. Yeah, yeah. Meaning ignore these awards <laughs> because they are pointless. <laughs> meaning you've done something stupid that's laughable and and really doesn't. I'll give you. There there are no, a bunch of them came out. Let me. I'll just quickly give you some of. Them. Yeah, give me like give me one more. Okay, I'll give you. I'll give you two more, and you're giving me the. Well, when I give you signals, right, you're not supposed to talk about them. First rule of hand signals. <laughs> we don't talk about hand signals. <laughs> you don't, don't talk about hand signals. We don't talk about hand signals. Shh, be quiet. I think someone's recording this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. It's the fuzz. Play it cool. They're, listen- they're listening. Um, another one was, was why people see faces of Jesus in burnt toast. Someone won an award for that? An, an Ig Nobel prize. Wow. Yeah. So what... <sighs> Did they find out why people see Jesus's face in toast, or were they figuring out like the types of people? No, that one. There, there was actual. I mean, there's actual scientific study going into these things. It's not. They're not. They're not going. Do you see Jesus? Do but you what see were they? Jesus? What were they? What were they trying to figure out? Well, they were actually telling people that okay, here's a burnt piece of toast. That there is, there's nothing to be seen. There's no image there, uh, and they were suggesting to them that w- there was an image, either a letter, a face, uh, a number, something like that, and then the rate. Uh, of people who would see something in that burnt toast in that completely random image right. w- would go up. So oh, basically, so they like the power of suggestion. Yeah, to to really oversimplify it. Again, I didn't read all this stuff. Oh. I just read the the cliff notes on it. I feel like they have a toaster at Urban Outfitters that will make Jesus on a thing of toast for you, if that's what you're into. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I feel like that's something. What would you have? What would you have burnt onto your toast if you could pick? Um, I don't even like toast. I would have a piece of toast and it would have like a message on it. It would say, you are beautiful. <laughs> That's what it would say on the toast. Your toast would say, you can do this. Yeah. <laughs> you every, got this. Every single day, um, I would print out a piece of toast and that's what it would say. Print out a piece of toast? <laughs> it's a little toast printer. It's a little printer. Yeah. Basically. I like that. That's I, how I submit my resumes. I hope that exactly. On a piece my, of toast. My resume, it comes in a stack of of little burnt pieces of right. bread. It's got a little image of me. It's Jesus. Uh, did you just call yourself Jesus? I did. Um, okay, well, I... Dude, if Kanye can do it, I can do it. Okay. <laughs> Seriously, this, let's this... be fair. You know what? I I honestly cannot argue with you on that one. <laughs> and, and honestly, I don't even want to talk about Kanye West. But um, I guess, let me see if there's anything else on my list that we should talk about. Oh, 
This is, we can end something on like a positive note. That wasn't positive enough? No, I'm not saying it wasn't positive. Oh, okay. I was just thinking of things that I could talk about next. Mm-hmm. And all the things that I wanted to talk about weren't really that positive. Yeah, let's not. Um, but we watched Empire this week. Patrick, this was your first time watching Empire. Mm-hmm. This was my indoctrination. How did you feel about the episode? It was fantastic. <laughs> it was it was it was literally Nashville with hip hop. <laughs> okay, listen. I watched Nashville for the first time a couple weeks ago. I love Nashville. I listen. I never liked country music, but when I listen to Nashville, I am I am getting my life. I bl- these these shows run together so quickly. <laughs> I you know I'm watching Empire and I'm like. Where's the gay mayor who's buying prostitutes? Yeah, and- so there's not on Empire. There's a gay son, but then there's also murder. There's murder happening on Empire. I know it's so confusing. And then there's musical numbers. <laughs> the and then musical there's, numbers are so cheesy. And then there's guns. Um, but here's the thing: this was a really big week for Empire. It was the highest ratings. They had 14.2 million viewers, and part of me thinks that Patrick, you are like that part of that point too. That's really. I did it. I really pushed it. I really pushed it above and beyond. Yeah. When you put it like that, maybe I'll watch it again. Um, (laughs) I like now. I feel really good about my. I feel like I was just given my cookies. You were part of history. I got those cookies. Exactly. I didn't even have to bake those. Okay. Well, stop talking about your cookies because it's got to make me uncomfortable. Um, Something that like bothers me about these musical shows is how like produced everyone sounds when they sing. Like they're just basically lip syncing. But what really kind of like irked me, and this was a few episodes ago, you saw a clip of this when Courtney Love was on the show. Did you... Oh, I did see. I saw her. I didn't even recognize well, her yeah. horribly. She looked so. She looks completely different than revised face. When what she used to look like. But here's the thing. <laughs> Always going easy. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a nice way of saying it. I commend you. Um, here's the thing about Courtney Love. Courtney Love. Her voice is not good. And so, and that was kind of part of her style. But on the show, everyone was like, man, you sound awesome. You sound so good. And I'm like, what? Why is everyone fawning over her? You know what I mean? Like, it just really made me uncomfortable. Well, she's, she's another one where she she became a name because of her association with something and that was it. That was enough. That was enough for her to ride it out and maintain some level of celebrity. And here's the thing: she was good. Decades at, later, she was good at what she did. At you know, Hole was had a special place in history. And can I, you give us? Can you give us a little a little Hole, please? Crash and burn, all the stars explode tonight. Ooh. That's what she sounds like. Right? Yeah, it's yeah, like that it, gravelly. It hurt just as much as it did when I listened to the original. I know. And you, listen, I liked. It. I liked Hole. Really? I did. I mm. mean, the first. <laughs> says, says a little bit about you, friend. Whatever. You and those monkeys love Metallica, so we rock out. You I should see me in the monkeys. <laughs> we actually—they're coming to town. Both okay. The monkeys and Metallica. Well, listen. In my defense, the only reason that I liked. Hole's first album, because that was the one that was good, is because Kurt Cobain wrote the whole thing. And so that's why it was good. We all like it's not it's not even like arguable that he wrote that album because after he died, all of their music was terrible. <laughs> so what I'm saying is is that if Courtney Love was doing that on the show, I could maybe understand people liking her, but she was doing this like blues stuff and everyone was 
was just like, wow, she is killing it. I was like, mm, she's killing my Everybody game. on the show was like, wow, she's killing it. Right. Or or the people watching it. No, home. no, no. People, okay. no, <laughs> they, no. They knew better. They knew, no, no, they knew no. the score. I mean, honestly, like part of the fun of watching Empire is like laughing at how like ridiculous it is. It's like a telenovela. It's just like. Why it, are all the mo- all the popular shows right now are exactly that? Where tel- you telenovelas? Look, yeah, where you watch and you think. It's it's the people I think it's watch purposeful. it think it's good because it's so bad. It's so really scandal. How to get away with murder, Nashville. Oh, no, we don't talk about how to get away with murder. No, 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 no. Don't you? Okay, scandal. I will concede that scandal has gotten really ridiculous, mm-hmm. and it's like it is just it has jumped the shark. How to get away with murder is the shiz, and it's really really good, and. Yeah, you can come make those faces on. all that you want, but come you will on. not. You will not come into this studio. <laughs> you will this isn't not. Your studio. You will not fix Victoria your mouth. Might, might have a, have a thought look, about it. But... Look me in the face. You will not <laughs> fix your mouth to say something negative about that show. Okay, mm-hmm. don't make me check you. People are listening. That show is a good show. Okay. It is a little, you say so. It is. It's a good show. I'm going to let you have this. Weird stuff happens because uh-huh. it's television and it's not real. Right. But shows like Empire and now Scandal. Uh-huh. Like d- how, the, how the lumberjack in the vest was really the killer. Was what? that? That Can wasn't. Can you not? Oh, was that? Was that a spoiler? I mean, it was a spoiler <laughs> for somebody. Right. <laughs> that episode happened three weeks ago. No, it happened last week. Oh. So I'm just, you know, there are people that just got spoiled and they are really pissed at you. Oh, wow. Um, I think that it's a it's a strategic thing because mm-hmm. especially with Twitter, the fun is watching these terrible shows and, and, and laughing. Mm-hmm. And for Empire... The strategy is to suck. I get it. Well, for Empire, it's a little mixed because sometimes <laughs> there are some good sometimes parts. Sometimes I adopt that strategy myself. <laughs> sometimes there are some good parts. But overall, it's just like campy and ridiculous and fun and and also there's a lot of black people and so we have to support like that's a big part of why I'm watching and like mm-hmm. listen I get that. we are gonna that keep these black people on the air I don't give a Forever. fuck if this show is bad <laughs> I will watch because damn it it is really important that you know that we will watch this shit put us on television and we will turn the fuck out so you know I will support Empire even though it's ridiculous I um, also supported Empire this and week. you did you did you were part of that 14.2 million and I will make you some cookies for that. I'm really I'm really proud of you. Thank you. You're welcome. Anyway, I guess that's it. Yeah, this was a fun show. We huh. we we ran the gamut. We talked about serious stuff. We talked about weird stuff. We mm. talked about stuff stuff. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Edible stuff. Edible Metallica stuff. stuff. Monkeys. Yeah, man, we we nailed it. Okay. It was wonderful. So this has been last name basis. Uh, you can check us out online at at Ty Optional and at Cheska Lee, and make sure to. Oh, that's Twitter. T- yeah, that's. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I, I didn't do well at the intro. I'm not doing well at the like, outro. So I know you're so cute. Well, just so you know, when you say at people, it's understood that you're talking about Twitter. No, I'm just, no, I'm helping you. Okay, I'm trying to help you. So you can talk to us on Twitter, and if you want to send in questions or topics to, for us to talk about, you can use the hashtag last name basis. Lots of people reviewed us on iTunes, which mm-hmm. was really cool. So thank you to everyone that did that. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.